Alhamdulillah Hamdan kathiran tayyiban Mubarakan fih Kama yuhibbu rabbuna Wa yarda Ashadu an la ilaha illallahu Wahdahu la sharika lah Alhamdulillah Hamdan kathiran tayyiban Mubarakan fih Kama yuhibbu rabbuna Wa yarda أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة our praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah. We continue going over the tremendous book by the Fadilatul Shaykh Al-Alama Imam bin Baz Rahimahullahu Ta'ala. The book which is entitled Durus Al-Muhimma Li'amat Al-Ummah Important Lessons to the General Masses of the Muslims eh, to every Muslim. We are st- still discussing the conditions for the salah we are still con- discussing the conditions for the salah and as a review from last class the ulama they explained that a condition it is it is that which necessitates by its absence in absence However, it does not necessitate by its presence a presence, right? So, in the, the example that was given was for wudu. If a person does not have wudu, then there is no salah for them. However, just because they made wudu does not mean that the salah has been prayed. Just because they made wudu doesn't mean that the salah had been established and had been prayed. So, they still have to pray. Okay, so and we went over the condition of Islam that in order for deeds to be accepted, a person has to be a Muslim. We went over the condition of intellect that they have to be of signed, sound mind, they have to be of sound mind, they have to have an intellect that is working, and we went over the age of discretion that they have to reach the age of discretion which is the age of seven um, and the like which brings us to the fourth condition and that fourth condition uh, the sheikh he mentions he says uh, Sheikh Abdul Razak uh, Sheikh Abdul Razak bin Sheikh Abdul Muhsin Al-Abad Al-Badr Ta'ala, he mentions the fourth condition Rafu Al-Hadath then hadath has to be removed, and hadath is the state of impurity. Well, hadath yatanawalu al hadath al akbar, wahuwa ladi la yarutafiru illa bil ghusl, kal janaba wal hayda. Well, hadath al asgar al ladi la yarutafiru illa bil wudu. That hadath or the state of impurity, then this will include. Impurity of the major uh, yani, uh, variety that a person is impure with a major impurity 
of which it is not removed except by a ghusl, the major impurity is not removed except by ghusl, that a person has to make ghusl. Like in the case of sexual impurity, because one had relations with their spouse or in wake of a wet dream and the like. Or in the state of hayd, that a woman, she becomes clean from her menses. Her menses has come to an end. Then she has to perform ghusl, na'am, and that which is similar and the like. Well, or, or it also includes, and it also includes the minor impurity of which is not removed except by wudu. The minor impurity, like if a person were to pass gas or if they were to go to the bathroom, then this will bring about a minor impurity which could be removed by wudu, that they make wudu. So the removal of impurity, the move of the state of impurity, right? The removal of the state of impurity, then this is from. Uh, the conditions of the prayer. This is from the conditions of the prayer. And it has come authentically reported on our Prophet. And verily he said, That a prayer will not be accepted without purity. So if a person is in a state of impurity, they're not in a state of wudu, then the prayer, it will not count. And reflect back to the, the example of what is a condition, an example that was brought. And this is uh, clear and well known. So whoever prays and they're in a state of impurity, Regardless of whether that impurity is major or minor, then their salat does not count. There's no salat for them. So we have to be in a state of purity in order for our salat to count, which means we have to remove being in a state of impurity uh, uh, in order for our salat to be accepted. The fifth condition is izalatun najasa. Is that we have to remove impurities. Is that we have to remove impurities from the area in which we are praying. So if the area in which we are praying has impurities therein, those impurities must be removed. Or from our clothes Naam. if we are play, praying in clothes that have impurities upon them then that impurity must be washed it must be removed now it must be removed until the impurity itself is removed and the signs and traces of the impurity are removed Naam. so we have to remove the impurity itself and its traces with whatever would yani, remove that okay also, impurities that are present upon one's person, upon one's body, that has to also be removed. So, impurities that are on a person's body, if there are impurities on a person's body, then those impurities have to be 
removed. كما قال تعالى as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says in surah Al-Mudathir وَثِيَابَكَ فَطَهِّرْ and your clothes then purify them. Your clothes and purify them, clean them. We have to pray and clean clothes. وَالْأَصُلْ فِي الطَّهَارَةِ هُوَ الْمَاءِ and that which is the origin of the cleansing agent, then it is water. The origin of a, the the, or, the original cleansing agent is water. وَإِنْ كَانَ النَّجَاسَ فِي الْأَرْضِ and if the impurity is on the floor, يُصَبُّ عَلَيْهَا الْمَاءِ and water is poured over. Water is to be poured over it. Now. وَإِنْ كَانَ فِي غَيْرِهَا And if it is in other than it, then تُغْسَلُوا حَتَّى تَطْحَرُوا Then it is to be washed until it is cleaned. So if it is on the, the ground, then you, we can pour water over it to remove the impurity. And if it is on one's person or on one's clothes, then that has to be washed so that the impurity is removed. Now, it has to be washed. So that the impurity is removed. The sixth condition, then it is satul awra. It is the covering of the private parts. And the awra, of course, is that which is defined by the sharia, that which is defined by the legislation. But generally, the shaykh mentions, it is that which it is incumbent that it be covered. And that which it is disliked and it is repugnant that it be exposed yani, to the general masses. Right? And that which yani, one should be shy about. So they should be ashamed of. Okay? Meaning shy. Shy that others will look at this part of their of their of their body وقال الله سبحانه وتعالى الله تعالى he says يا يا بني آدم خذوا زينتكم عند كل مسجد الله تعالى he says what means as it comes in surah al-a'raf verse 31 Allah تعالى he says O children of Adam take your clothes to every masjid meaning have your clothes upon your person. Be clothed during every prayer. The Shaykh, he says, In every prayer, have clothes on. Be, be clothed. And have that which is supposed to be covered, covered. إِذَا كَانَ فَاقِدًا لَهَا He says, and thus and due to this, every, يعني, uh, due to this, whoever prays, and they are naked, they do not have any clothes upon them, then their prayer is null and void. Their prayer does not count. And this is with the consensus of the people of knowledge. Their prayer, it does not count. And this is with consensus of the people of knowledge, except for the case of the one who they have lost their clothes or they 
don't have enough clothing to cover them properly because they are in a yani, uh, abnormal situation, right? They're in an abnormal situation and they're not able to, then they fear a lot to the best of their ability. Like with others, other conditions that may fall into this particular affair, like with wool, for example, purity. If a person is shackled and they don't have the ability to make wudu, they don't have the ability to make tayammum because they're shackled, for example. Then they pray upon their state. Then they pray upon their state. They pray like that and their prayer will count because they were incapable of making wudu. Ma'am, they were incapable of making wudu and entering into a state of purity. So they have to fear Allah to the best of their ability. Fear Allah to the best of your ability. Ma'am. And that's upon every every any uh, um, uh, act of worship. We do from it what we can. We fear Allah to the very best of our ability. Ma'am. So likewise, if a person is in an extreme situation, for example, they're in a hospital bed and, and, and to the end of it, right? And they're not properly covered everything uh or they're in an extreme situation where they're incapable of covering themselves in com yani completely, then this is an exception. If a person found themselves in that situation, then you pray upon that state. That's, this is not an excuse not to pray. This, this, this does not mean, okay, now the prayer is lifted from you. You don't have to pray. No, no, you still have to pray. You pray upon that condition. You fear Allah to the best of your ability. So that's what is meant by, إِلَّا إِذَا Unless if he loses it, right? Yani uh, in the like. So this would enter into what is meant and intended by that. And it comes also in the hanith. That Allah does not accept the salah of the ministrating woman unless she has her khimar that Allah does not accept the salah of the woman who reaches the age where she is menstruating except that she has to be covered now so what is meant by khimar here doesn't mean that she has khimar and that's it but it means that she is properly covered her hair has to be covered now so if a woman were to pray without her hair being covered and she has reached the state where she has a menses, her salat does not count. Nah, her salat does not count. And so we can better understand what has to be covered from the woman when she prays. That a woman is to cover all of her body in the prayer except for her face. When she prays, all of her body has to be covered except for her face. But if it is in the presence of men who are strangers unto her, men who it is not permitted for them to gaze upon her, then even her face has to be covered. Because 
due to the multitudes of evidences that establish the obligation of a woman covering her face in the presence of strange men. Naam. So this is the strongest any, um, opinion as relates to the woman covering her face is that she has to cover her face Naam. when there are strange men around and strange men who may see her while she is praying. But outside of that, outside of that, if there are no strange men around or if she's in a situation where it is not possible that strange men will gaze upon her, then she is to pray with her face uncovered. Naam. But the seventh condition is the khulil waqt. Is that the time for the prayer has to enter. Is that the time for the prayer has to enter. Ta'ala, as Allah Ta'ala, he says, that verily the salah is upon the believers at fixed times. Verily the salah is upon the believers at fixed times. As can be found in Surah An-Nisa and his verse 103. And as you can see from the pace of the class, we're going through each of these at a rapid pace, briefly mentioning each and bringing proofs and evidences or mentioning a proof or evidence that the Sheikh he mentions. So it is incumbent that in the likes of this that we have to write down and take notes. Right? We have to write down and take notes. It's very important. So I encourage everyone to write down each proof or each condition and then to write down the proofs that were mentioned that were connected to that condition. Naam, so that you may go back to it later and refer to it and study from it and any and, and the like. Okay. Alright, so the seventh condition uh, the seventh condition, then it is what? It is that the, the time has to enter. Due to Allah Ta'ala's statement as it comes in Surah and Nisa, one hundred verse one hundred and three. In no Kitaban Mawkuta that verily the salah is has been written upon the believers at fixed stated times. A laha waqtun mu'ayyanun that it has specific times. Naam Wala to Sulla Kabalaha Wala to Sulla Bada. They are not to be prayed before nor after. They're not to be prayed before nor after. Naam. Uh, and, and we're speaking in general circumstances. We're not talking about the the case where an individual is 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 traveling, so they they combine their prayers. No, that that is the exception to the rule. We're talking about the general rule, and that is is that the prayers have to be prayed during their times. Naam. We call it Taala. Allah Taala. He says, "Aqim al-salat lidulook al-shamsi wa ida ghusq al-layl." وَقُرْآنْ الْفَجْرِ Naam. That salah is to be established at the decline of the sun from its meridian. Once the sun has passed, its meridian is zenith, right? Which is what? ظُهُر Right. Um... Until the night, until the darkness of night, right? So until the sun has passed its meridian and until the darkness of night. 
So that what covers what Vuhur, once the sun has passed its meridian, that covers uh, Vuhur until the darkness of night. So then that will cover what Asr, and it will cover Maghrib, and it will cover Aisha. So it will cover Vuhur. Now that time frame which was mentioned here, it it it, it includes what Vuhur. Asr, Maghrib, and Isha. And Allah Ta'ala, He says, وَالْقُرْآنَ الْفَجْرِ إِنَّ الْقُرْآنَ الْفَجْرِ كَانَ مَشْهُودًا And the Qur'an is Fajr, meaning recite the Qur'an at the time of Fajr. Verily, the recitation at the time of Fajr Yani reciting the Quran at the time of Fajr, it is witnessed. It is witnessed by what? By meaning by the Malaika. It is witnessed by the Malaika. Right? Right. So then Fajr is covered by the last part of the ayah. So this includes all five times for the five for the five prayers. Damn, this uh, this ayah. And this is found in Surah Al-Isra and is verse 78. For salah, So salah has to be established during its time. وَقَدْ جَاءَ جِبْرِيلِ إِلَى النَّبِي صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ وَأَمَّهُ بِالصَّلَاةِ وَصَلَّى بِهِ فِي أَوْلِ الْوَقْتِ فِي الصَّلَوَاتِ الْخَمْسِ ثُمَّ جَاءَ مِنْ غَدٍ وَأَمَّهُ وَصَلَّى فِي آخِرِ الْوَقْتِ ثُمَّ قَالَ عليه الصلاه والسلام اي ثم قال جبريل عليه السلام هذا الوقت الانبياء من قبلك الوقت فيما بين هذين الوقتين that the, that جبريل عليه الصلاه والسلام as it comes in authentic hadith that has been collected by Ahmed and Abu Dawood and Tirmidhi نعم from the hadith of Ibn Abbas رضي الله تعالى عنه وصححه الالباني and Imam Al-Albani yani, well, yani, has been collected by Imam Ahmed, Imam Abu Dawood, Imam Al-Turmadhi from the hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas and graded authentic by Imam Al-Albani. Jibreel came to the Prophet and he led him in prayer. He led him in prayer for the five daily prayers. One day. Then the next day, the following day, he came back to the Prophet وسلم, and he led him in, 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 in the five daily prayers at the end of their time. So the first day he came, he led him in the five daily prayers at the beginning of the time when he come in. The second day, he came and he led the Prophet وسلم, in the five daily prayers at the end of their time before they went out. And then he said to the Prophet وسلم, after that second day, he said, these are, the, this, these are the times, meaning these are the times of the prayer of the prophets who came before you. So the time for the prayer is the time between these two times. The time for the prayer is the time between these two times. Meaning that the first day, we pray each prayer in its beginning time. The second day, we pray each prayer at the end of its time. So this highlights these two times, the time of that particular Prayer for each prayer. Nam. A. Awul waqt wa akhul waqt. 
meaning the first time, the first time for the prayer and the last time for the prayer. Now, so the salah has to be prayed during his time. And one can see from this that Jibreel he came to the Prophet two days, leading him in prayer, showing him and teaching him the times of the prayer. That the times of the prayer are very important. Naam. The ayah, the ayat yani, that were mentioned show us what the importance of the timings of the prayer. And it's important because it's from the conditions of the prayer. So the prayer is prayed outside of its times. Naam. Without excuse, the prayer doesn't count. The prayer doesn't count. So we have to pray each prayer in its time. Naam. Walawla and and it is preferable to pray in the beginning of the time. It is preferable and is better to pray each prayer when it first comes in, in the beginning of his time. If it's extremely hot. If it's extremely hot at the time of Zuhur, then the prayer could be delayed a little bit. Naam. If it's extremely hot at the time of Zuhur, then the prayer can be delayed a little bit. Kama jaa fil hadith an nabiyyina alayhi salatu wasalam as it comes in the hadith on our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam annahu qala that verily the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said idha al-har fa'abridu bis-salat if the temperature is extremely high then delay the prayer. Then delay the prayer. A akhrijuha qalilan. Delay it a little bit. Hatta tankasira shiddatu hirarat shams. Until the temperature breaks. Until the temperature breaks. Faida yani fa inna shiddatil har. Because the extreme heat min is, is from yani min fatih jahannam is from the hellfire opening. It's from the hellfire opening. So when it's extremely hot, in this hadith, أَخْرَجُهُ الْبُخَارِ وَمُسْلَمُ Hadith مُصَفَقُونَ عَلَيْهِ مِنْ حَدِيثِ أَبِي هُرَيْرَةِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَلَى عَنْهُ So when it is extremely hot outside, at the time of Zuhur, then Zuhur could be delayed a little bit until the temperature has broke uh, and it's not as uh, as hot. Okay? And this is, and this is, and this is yani, important from the wisdom um, that has to be applied uh, by the Muslims, the Muslims have to apply this. Why? Because a person can't come and say, "Well, we got um, you know AC in the masjid now, so you know what I mean. It is what it is." No, no, no. Keep in mind, there may be people that walk to the masjid. If they walk to the masjid, you're in that type of situation, then you can delay it. Keeping them in mind, you can delay it. Why? Because you don't want to cause them any type of stress, you know, uh, heat stroke, right, uh, 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 and the like, because they have uh, walked. Uh, at a time where it was extremely hot during a heat wave extremely hot so on and so forth then late for a little bit until it becomes a little cool outside now to the temperature break a little bit so that's an uh, 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 exception where the solar can be delayed a little bit due to, due to the reason of, of extremely hot temperature also what kadalika maja'at bihi sunnah min afdaliyah at-takhir salat al-isha also that which has come inside of the sunnah which explains and points out and shows us the superiority of delaying Salat al-Isha. That Salat al-Isha 
um, is better to delay it. إِلَّا إِذَا كَانَ فِي التَّخِيرِ مَشَقَّةً عَلَى الْمُصَلِّينَ Unless delaying it will cause difficulty upon the those who come to pray, then don't delay it. If it will cause difficulty upon those who come to pray, then don't delay it. Pray it يعني, uh, in, in an early time, in, in its early time. But, but if there is no difficulty upon those who come to pray, then to, then to delay it a little bit is better. Then to delay it a little bit is better. فَإِنَّهَا تُصَلَّى Meaning that if it's difficult upon the people who come to pray, then pray in this early time. Uh, pray in this early time. Then, Shaykh mentions the eighth condition. The eighth condition is istiqbal al-qibla, is to face the qibla. Well, he al-Ka'ba, and the qibla it is the Ka'ba. Naam, it's not Jerusalem, it's not Chicago, it's the Ka'ba. Shaykh. He al Kaaba, Baytullah, the house of Allah. Kama qala Allahu Ta'ala, as Allah Ta'ala, he says in, in his noble book, in Surah Al Baqarah, verse 144. And turn your face in the direction of the sacred masjid, meaning the Kaaba. This ayah, this is a this verse is a proof that facing the qibla is wajib is an obligation upon the one who prays upon the prayer the one who performs the prayer yani and a condition from the conditions for the soundness of the prayer إِذَا قُمْتَ إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ فَأَصْبِغِ الْوُضُوءِ ثُمَّ اسْتَقْبَلِ الْقِبْلَةِ And also what points to this is the hadith, is the hadith wherein the one who prayed badly, the Prophet ﷺ, he taught him how to pray, where he said unto him, and when you stand for the prayer, then make wudu properly and face the qibla. Make wudu properly and face the qibla to the end. Of the hadith to the end <coughs> of the hadith and then the shaykh he mentions the ninth and the last condition the ninth and the last condition for the conditions of the prayer and that is aniyya, the intention. Naam, that is the intention. The Shaykh says, وَالشَّرْطٌ تَاسِعٌ The ninth condition, aniyya, it is in the intention. وَمَحَلُّهَا الْقَلْبِ And its place is inside the heart. Its place is inside the heart. كَمَا قَالَ عَلَيْهُ الصَّلَاةُ As the Prophet he said, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَاتِ وَإِنَّمَا لِكُلِّ مْرِئِمْ مَا نَوَى As the Prophet ﷺ, he said that verily, actions are but by their intentions. Actions are but by their intentions. And everyone will have that and be rewarded for that which they intended. Naam, they will be rewarded for that which they intended. وَالْمُرَادْ بِالنِّيَّةِ And what is intended by هنا, here, a أَلَّتِي يَتَمَيَّزُ بِهَا الْعَمَلِ 
that intention that will differentiate between actions. Naam, that intention that will differentiate between actions. What is that that will distinguish Salatul Dhuhr from Salatul Asr? What will distinguish them? They're both four raka'at. They're both four units of prayer. Right? So what will be the distinguishing between the, or the distinction between this prayer being Dhuhr, four raka'at, and from this four raka'at being Asr? What will be the determining factor that will distinguish this from that? Will be what? The intention. Naam, the intention. طيب. Also, وَمَا الَّذِي يُمَيِّزُ صُلَاةَ الْفَرْضَ عَنْ صُلَاةَ النَّفِلِ Also, what will distinguish between this prayer which is obligatory and this prayer which is voluntary? What will, how we know which is which? How we know which is which? Based upon what? The intention. Based upon the intention. Like, uh, the Shaykh says that none of these will be known. None of this will be known, or yani, there will be no distinction between this and that except that which is established in the heart from the intentions. From the intention. The intention in the heart will be the distinguishing factor between these four raka'at and these four raka'at. The, the, the intention inside of the heart will be the distinguishing factor between this being yani, obligatory prayer and this prayer being voluntary. But talafud biha bid'ah. And to articulate the intention is an innovation, is bid'ah. Naam, is bid'ah. Laysa alayhi amalun nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The Prophet sallallahu he didn't do this. He didn't do this. He didn't call us to doing this. Naam. Nor did the companions do this. The companions, they did not articulate their intention. They did not speak and verbalize their intention. Naam. Uh, and what some of the people they do is when they stand for the prayer, they openly declare and they verbalize and articulate their intention saying no way to an is that they will say i stand yani, uh, i intend to pray salatul asr four raka'at in such and such a place to the end of it hada bid'ah this is innovation this is innovation Naam. Because the Prophet ﷺ, he didn't do this. He didn't teach us this. This is innovation. The Prophet ﷺ didn't do it. The companions didn't do it. This is bid'ah. Well, bid'ah. Well, bid'ah. Kulluha. And innovation. All of it. يُؤْزَرُ الْمَرُ عَلَيْهَا وَلَا يُؤْجَرُ بِدْعَةً A person, if they do it, they get sins. And they don't get any reward. بِدْعَةً Innovations, when a person practices them, 
They get sins. They do not get rewards. Because reward marubutun because reward is connected and linked to following the Prophet وسلم, and it is not linked to innovation. And it is not linked to um, inventing things inside of Allah's deen. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Man amila amalan laysa alayhi amruna fahuwa raddun. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Whoever does an action that does not have on it our command, then it is rejected. Raddun ay marududun ala sahibihi ghayr al-maqboolan minhu. Rad meaning that it is rejected upon its dua and it is not accepted. It is rejected upon its dua and it is not accepted. Period. Now, so it is incumbent that we follow the sunnah of the Prophet وسلم, and that we stay away from innovating inside of the religion. We stay away from those innovative affairs because all of the innovative affairs they are the worst of the affairs as the prophet وسلم, he taught to us and then the shaykh imam bin baz ta'ala he goes on to get into the next dars um, the next lesson and that is dealing with the arkan of the salah that's dealing with the pillars of the salah Naam. so alhamdulillah we have taken the conditions of the salah Naam. And again, I encourage everyone to take notes, to go back to your notes and to review them and to memorize the, the nine conditions of the prayer. And then in next class, we will get into the pillars of the prayer. Fa